Okay. What? And recording. Shut the fuck up. We're recording. Don't listen to him. He's lying. <laughs> it's a clean show. We're, we're a wholesome family unit over here in the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. My, name, like... my, my name's Adam, and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> Theme song. I got a disease. They don't know what to call it. Sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Ordering in Wonderland. The Twilight Zone review. has been as drab and undistinguished as a bundle of dirty clothes. And though it's very late in his day, he has an errant wish that the rest of his life might be sent out to a laundry to come back shining and clean. This to be a gift of love to a son named Pip. Mr. Max Phillips, homo sapiens, who is soon to discover that man is not as wise as he thinks. Said lesson to be learned in the Twilight Zone. I thought he said make love to a boy named Pip. <laughs> Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW The Twilight Zone Review. I'm Phoenix West. I am Frank Clementine Links. And we, I am Adam from RaidersOfLostFlix.com. There we go. I was just going to say, I was going to set you up. But awesome. Welcome to the show, Adam. Uh, I guess what's everybody knows that our. Perfectly. That flowed perfectly, Phoenix. Chemistry already. Love it. Damn right. Um, the, the listeners know our history of the Twilight Zone. I'm just kind of curious what yours is. Cause we didn't really talk about exactly how far into it you are, if you, if you're familiar with it or, or what. I've seen all the Twilight episodes like several times. The problem is there's so many of them. I can't remember which is what on what season. So you had to tell me which one was what I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that one. And it's usually I have to get into it for about 10 minutes. Because if I see Jack Klugman, that isn't enough to to tell me which one it is. Because he's done like eight of them, you know, at least. So, but yeah, I I, I watch it religiously. Uh, me and my mother and my sister are big like retro sci-fi fans. So we watch Twilight Zone every holiday. That's like a, a ritual, like right around, right after Christmas, before tw- uh, New Year's Eve. Usually run the Twilight Zone marathons, and if we can't run it, then we'll we'll like rent it and, and watch it one way or another so create your own marathon absolutely we, we yeah we love the classics and actually i we kind of like the the twilight zone movie that came out in the 80s too that was pretty dope so i i saw great but it was good like it, it was a poo poo it and i think it's i mean some i mean i can't stand kick the can kick the can fucking it sucks it sucks <laughs> the original wasn't good so it, it was already broken before it got Pe- out the gate but for what they it. did do with it it was pretty good they made it dark as hell it's like spielberg and they made it so it's like when they become kids at the end they're like who's gonna feed us and that's where it ends I'm like why <laughs> it doesn't matter we're playing kick the can yeah, no, until we die of starvation on the street rest in peace vic morrow yeah and the two two children for real, but yeah, you know, not for nothing. But you know, in the movie, the Twilight Zone movie, uh, you know, uh, Nightmare at uh, Twenty Thousand uh, 
clicks, whatever. <laughs> Fathoms. <laughs> Fathoms. You, no, it's not. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Night, nightmare, twenty thousand inches. Um, you know, uh, you know, jo- uh, John Lithgow and that fucking gremlin. The gremlin was so much better in the oh, fucking yeah. movie. I'm sorry. The gremlin is better. Man, than I the think Simpsons. the original one's pretty tight. I, I do. I, I, well, I like. Yeah. I would agree Furry. with you if they didn't do so many close-ups of him and how goofy, just cute and adorable he was. He looks like a furry, <laughs> like he's going to go to a furry convention. The only way you can improve it is if you redid it again and you had John Carpenter do it this time. And he has that monster that was in Big Trouble in Little China and put his <laughs> ass out on the wing. That, that, that would be pretty freaking hilarious. I'd watch that. And Kurt Russell staring out the window like, what the hell? Oh, my God. Kurt Russell would make this episode so much better. Kurt Russell would have ended the episode way early with the gun. Nope. <laughs> uh, it, it took lipstick shit. smeared on his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this episode has my by by far my favorite Twilight Zone actor, Jack Klugman. Oh, he's great. He's great. He's, Are you guys fans of the Odd Couple? Um, no, not so much. Damn. Okay, I, I was hoping we could bitch about the the odd couple a little bit but yeah the the, the tv show and then of course the, the original with uh jack lemon and walter yeah. Matthau. but yeah the tv show the odd couple i, I used to watch that one religiously and i liked him on that i, I mean I, I mean i liked grumpier old men oh yeah old men and then grumpier old men wasn't too bad either and that's that was kind of what when you're going through that phase in like the the late 80s early 90s where just there's just like make as many movies about old people like just before they die like old people doing old people stuff and that's supposed to be funny like there was a lot of those but yeah i agree the one that, that those guys did were was probably one of the better of, of those types mm-hmm. of movies right yeah yeah didn't they do other movies together too that i just can't remember at the moment those two oh, guys have done like a thousand movies together they did the original Odd Couple, then they did an Odd Couple 2, which is surprisingly good. I, I didn't see it until like maybe a couple of years ago, but I'm like, why didn't I hear about this one? Yeah. Probably because people get confused with Grumpy Old Men because it's pretty much the same shtick. Came just, out around the just same time, the too. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were close at the same time. Yeah. So Klugman is the fucking king. Uh, I was actually funny that you brought up Grumpy Old Men because I, I was going to say uh, Klugman and Bridges Meredith are both in four episodes, right? And Mm-hmm. Klugman's yeah, episodes. They're, they're Twilight alumni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His episodes aren't as good as Burgess Meredith, but I love watching yeah. Klugman way more than Burgess Meredith. And I love watching Burgess Meredith. Yeah. That's that's it, fair. Klugman just has the just uh, for some reason Rod wrote better dialogue for Klugman than he did for Burgess. Except for Printer's Devil, I'd say, but I don't yeah. think Rod wrote that, did he? Um, I'm not quite sure. I don't think so. Well, I mean, it was season four, so I doubt it. <laughs> I feel like that's um, it a Beaumont. Like a Madison, yeah, one Beaumont, of those two. Maybe. I think it's Beaumont. We'll t- take a look here. One of the few shining, shining. Yeah, it's Beaumont. One of the few shining episodes in season four. Oh God! Thank God we're Which done I, with season four, Frank. And I, and look, <laughs> look, Phoenix. I got my list. It's written down. Nice. You get a whole black book full of it. Well, it's my journal. Don't don't make fun of me. Today I was feeling sad. Is that what we have written in there? Yeah, it's page number every page. It's just you don't write, you just have a frowny face every day. Well, I doodle. Doodle. 
A little, little suicide note here and there. No big deal. I'm working. I'm putting uh, it together. Yeah. I, I thought right maybe here, I could get was, a date uh, with her, but then she filed a restraining order, and then that was all out the way. Would you like me to read uh, last week's uh, page? Here it is. Phoenix did my favorite season four episode without me because I wasn't on time. I deserve it. Yep. Yep. To be fair, we talked about it in the next episode. You, you, you still got to talk about it. And there's always the Redux ones. It Right, right, right. <laughs> but see, look. See, it's written down. I'm, I'm not joking. See? You can hold anything up right now. It's not going to show on the camera. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying there's there there's writing scribblings and childlike cross- writing, and I have one honorable mention of the likes, and if I had I, if I had honorable mentions of dislikes, this would be a lot. This would be like a three pager. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Are you aware of uh, season four, Adam? Oh oh absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I I can't like, like I said I have a hard time just dif- differentiating you know between which is on which season, you know. But like once I watch them. Something I miss about old TV, though, I was just dying to get into this, is the fact that seasons were like all year, like 20 some episodes, like most TV shows. And also TV shows weren't like all in soap opera style, where if you miss an episode, you're you're, you have like no idea what's going on. I miss yeah. that. I, I miss I it, but I also like the way TV is now where it's less episodes and you can more quality yeah I agree. yeah because i've seen some shows where it's like you probably could have told that in a lot less episodes with a lot less filler and that's yeah. season four punisher season two big one big oh, one for God. me yeah that one, yeah that was rough season four of the twilight zone is the only hour-long season and most of the episodes are like oh god shave off half an hour <laughs> yeah i mean like a lot of them if they would have shaved off a half an hour would have been decent because I, I love, Frank, you weren't so on board with it, uh, the uh, new exhibit. <clears throat> if they would have cut off half that episode, it would have been fucking solid. Yeah. But it just, they just have so much filler. It's, it's, it takes their time. and it's, I'm glad they went back to half an hour, but it's unfortunate season five isn't the greatest, though. Which, well, which is the season where they were doing like a lot of like live in front of the camera studio audience type ones? Which one was that? It was like never live, or, but in season two they did uh, six episodes on videotape, which is some of those were awkward garbage. Yeah, there was only one good one out of all the videotape ones that actually stood out, and I think it was twenty two. The whole truth. Oh no, that one's fucking terrible. Twenty two is good, and then also uh, Night of the Meek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but actually, I thought 22 worked well with videotape better than it would have worked without it because of the feel of the whole entire episode. Yeah. The only one that like is really just garbage on videotape was the obviously the whole truth. But the lateness of the hour was the first one they did. It just looked terrible. And, and there's no cuts and it's super boring. You're just watching these old people sit in a chair dying. It was miserable. Yeah. I think I know which one you're talking about. I think that's one of the ones I, I saw in the, the marathon. Did they have the Rubits? Yeah, Rubits. Yeah, that episode yeah I remember that one. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago I saw that. It was like two or three weeks ago. There's no pictures of me. <laughs> Where am I? Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Maybe she shoves one down the stairs. <laughs> oh, God. The season, yeah, season two is by far my favorite season, but it has some clunkers in there. Real bad ones. Oh, dude! I mean, every season has some stinkers. I mean, season one was about the least clunkery of the clunkers, clunkerish. Yes, yeah. it just doesn't hit those peaks that season two does. Season two is like all my favorite episodes right in a row at the tail end of the season. But 
it's funny that when you live in an age of binge watching TV, like you always have like the high regards for some of your favorite TV shows. And like, for me, it was like, like Star Trek, the next generation and the X-Files okay. first seasons on both of those shows are rough, They're extremely are. rough. And you're thinking, well, they got to get their groove going. But then you're thinking, man, it's amazing. This ever got off the ground because yeah. a couple of those are rough. Yeah. Am, am I the only one that goes back? And whenever I see a season one of Star Trek Next Generation and the uniforms that they had on, you go, oh, yeah. damn. That show is rough. Season one is rough for that show. Yep. Real. I don't, like, like you're saying, I don't know how they got another season out of that. They land on a planet and the whole background looks like it came from the original <laughs> series. Like yeah. it's got that, that purple <laughs> hue. Like they put, put the fucking Phillips, you know, bulb on there and then turn the hue down and. By the way, shout out to Phillips Hugh. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, we'll shill for you, Phillips Hugh, for sure. <laughs> get a free plug. Come on. I, I, I have to get a couple of Phillips Hugh, like, uh, different color changing bulbs. Because right now I just got the, you know, regular bulbs that go from, like, yellow to really bright, you know. Yeah, send us some merchandise. Come on, we just plugged you. <laughs> That's what she said, no. I just wish Lowe's would have it so I could get it off, on, you know, so I, so I could buy them off of the, you know, company credit card. <laughs> that's what she said. Oh wait, that one doesn't work. See, that's so awesome looking, dude. That's <laughs> yeah. that is the shit. Is that? Yeah, I, I like this stuff. Yeah, yeah. This this is absolutely Philips Hue. So I, 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 I'm not making fun of them. I actually have them in my in my area here. He's changing the color of the light, by the way. This is mm-hmm. an audio form. Yeah. Is it one light bulb or a few? Two. I got I got two lights, and then I, eventually I, I plan to get some LED strips for those movies behind me that are on the wall, and right. and tape them up in there so I can highlight those on my on my videos. Because yeah. I'm I'm proud of my movie collection, even though it's not as big as most people's movies collection. I whittle it down to I cannot live without any of these movies. Yeah, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have much of a movie collection. It's. When's well, that? I I do want to. I was telling Phoenix this before we did the show. I I, I want to get the original Twilight Zone on Blu-ray. Well, I have to have that. You're, you're I, in the I running. Just, I, I need them. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of uh, the Blu-ray, we have a uh, giveaway going right now, don't we, Phoenix? We do, and Adam is in the running. Oh. Yeah. Well, he could. He I could never very well win. <laughs> so what? What? Thank you for the five star. Uh, iTunes uh, review there, um, and uh, you and is anybody else done yet, Phoenix? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're not to the five yet. I think we're at four still. <laughs> right on. We'll jump but, on it. There's still you know one more spot. I mean, not one more spot, but we need five and over. So as long as we get five and over, uh, a, a name will be picked, and somebody will be winning a Blu-ray entire 156 episode run of. The original Twilight Zone. There, that's hot right oh. there. Yeah, that's that's. I got the chub. I do right there. Mine's yep. empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. What happened to all of the discs, Phoenix? They're right here because I'm going through all the commentaries. Yeah, the the Star Trek ones are set up exactly like that. Like you can take the thing out it. so that you don't break the yeah. damn thing taking it out of yeah, the box. Yeah, because it will yeah. break. Because the thing is, they, they have them crammed in there. You try to take out a disc, yeah. you feel like you're gonna snap it in half. The '80s one I've is done similar, that but it's stuck in. I've the... had CDs where I tried to take the disc out yeah. and it snaps in half, and I was like, just livid. I'm like, I just bought this CD, man. Now it's gonna float around and get scratched. Great. <sighs> yeah. Literally, the Twilight Zone DVD 
set is like that yeah. where you know you might break a disc yeah how know. many discs do they have on the dvd set because i know blu-rays they always condense everything so it's almost the same i'd say it feels the same i don't know i, I would have to like match them up because i got both <laughs> weigh them i start, yeah well let me go get my scale <laughs> I, never mind your, your co-counter <laughs> So the reason I should have a scale. Let's like explain that. that a little better. The the <laughs> basically go get, go to iTunes, rate five stars, write a review. That's all you have to do. Those two things, and we'll put all those people in a drawing. I'm gonna draw them just like I did for Zandalay on my Nick Cage cast episode where I picked that. <laughs> go watch that I episode that if episode. you want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, was that? You, you remember Phoenix is going, Al, Al, Al. I think they're really fucking. <laughs> God, I remember one where he was throwing stuff into a garbage can too, oh, like yeah. just over and over That's again. That's the one. Like, yeah. That must not, at least been a couple of days worth of work right there. Yeah, but not for another Phoenix. Like once you got like you know zeroed in, dude, you yeah. were just money. Bang. Yeah, and I, I wish like, I wasn't because it made it so much longer. <laughs> well, you were really drunk. Not yet. <laughs> You were drinking Motello for all. Yeah, it was St. Patrick's Day. I was by myself doing that, but I just started drinking right when I started recording, so I wasn't drunk. When I when when I think St. Patrick's Day, I think Modelo. <laughs> it's a good Irish beer. Yeah. Right. Oh goodness. <laughs> so yeah, but but definitely go to Loitering yeah. in Wonderland on YouTube and check out Nick Cage cast Zandalay. It's probably. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> just, just marathon them. I do. I and unfortunately, you've seen way more of those than I have, so I can't. I can't keep up with all of them. But I, you, you do a better job at keeping up with Nicolas Cage. Speaking of which, that man's movie comes out this week at my movie theater. I'm just waiting on the show time. Yeah, I saw it. What, what, the, what? The Colorado Space. That's it. So yeah. he's going to be. I mean, because it, it was a space thing, so it came across my radar. HP Lovecraft. It's it's uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Richard Stanley's directing it, and I'm like super excited about it. We should review I, it on the show. Oh I, yeah. I have a problem with Lovecraft. I I can't stand his writing. Everybody has a problem with Lovecraft, yeah. but he does write some scary fucking shit. Sorry, it's like Clive Barker. I'm gonna get used to. <laughs> it's not. I, I just don't like the way he like Shakespeare. I can't stand Shakespeare because I don't like the way he writes. Except in the Bard. Style. Well, yeah, that 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 was amazing. Well, Shakespeare's boring because he's been copied so many times, and it's just like it's diluted its its own self. But like the, the Lovecraft stuff, I I get that kind of like supernatural, you know, otherworldly things that are older than you think they possibly could type horror. I I, I get that, and I like I like that that aspect of it. Not all of his stuff is good, but some of it like just kept me up at nights thinking about it. You know. You know, like one of my favorite short story narrators on YouTube, um, Nature's Temper, he does a lot of Lovecraft uh, stories, and I just cannot stand them. And and he's a great narrator, too. And I just, there's just something about it. It's an acquired know. taste. I, I didn't start getting it till I was older. You know, a lot of that was just beyond me. You know, I didn't. And then once I started really thinking about it, I'm like, oh, 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 wow. And then there's a lot of things that I watch that are inspired by Lovecraft that are better than Lovecraft. So, like Hellraiser. I was just going really? to bring up Hellraiser is inspired by Lovecraft. Hellraiser, the first <laughs> Hellraiser, at least the first two movies are, are heavily inspired by Lovecraft for but sure. The third so. one has the guy with like CDs in his head and he throws yeah. them. 
He gets fucking yeah, off the, the walls. The third one is an MTV video. Yeah. But yeah, the first two movies are a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's a proto-Matrix. Everyone's wearing black leather in that movie. Fuck God. Yeah. Fucking 90s. Speaking so, of black, black leather, worst movie ever made, uh, 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 Eon Flux, is... Yeah. That 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 was my first. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of Charlize Theron, man, but yeah, yeah. that movie's rough. We yeah. bring up Devil's Advocate a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Devil's Advocate. Gonna make you fuck your sister. <laughs> Great ass. <laughs> I suppose we should talk about the episode we watched. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, Easy. in praise Back of Pip. Jack Plugman. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. There's really so, there's really not a, a through line or like a beat by beat. There's no necessity f- to do that. So let's just talk about overall feelings, I guess. Because it's really simplistic. I mean, I got a couple clips here, so okay. uh, let's let's uh let's 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 play a clip before we do that, huh? Let's join Klugman. Yeah, it's called it's Klugman. Let me call. Where'd you get the money? Where'd it come from? I got it. From where? From, uh, from where I work. Where you work. A white collar heist, huh? I borrowed it. You borrowed it, you borrowed it. Sure, you borrowed it. Without their knowing about it, you borrowed it. All right, Emma. So, what's to do, Georgie? <laughs> I'll go to jail. I'll make book on that. Poor Georgie Porgy. One of the breed. Johnny come lately, wisdom grafted onto a second guesser head. What's to do? I don't understand half of what he said. <laughs> What's to do? Where's your 2013 it's, championship Blackhawks hat, Frank? We both got one on. Congratulations. I was going to say, if he gets up and gets away from the computer, won't everything like get all disconnected, and then we'll have to reconnect it again? <laughs> you know what? You can I'm take like, your Jeremy Roenick crying <laughs> ass bitch, little fucking... Oh, yeah. How'd you feel about that, dude? That, yeah. Uh, uh, how do I feel about it? I had a lot of feelings about it, you know. Um, fuck Ronick. That's how I feel about it. Hold that thought. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where this goes. But this is, as far as great episodes go, this is as simple as you can get while being great. It really is, dude. And, and like, what, like, like, what's to do, Georgie Porgy? What's to do? Georgie Porgy Pumpkin Pie. Uh, fucked a girl and made her cry because it was a time and you know she how'd it go again? I don't know. Hey, hey, Frankie, who's your best buddy in the world? You are Phoenix. You're my who's, best. Who's buddy. your best buddy? This so both men have walked away from the microphone right now. So it's just me. They're, I think they're comparing jerseys. He's got a signed Ronick jersey. Yeah, it's those. worthless now. And then Frank's got uh, yeah, something. Can't take it. I'm not looking at this Blackhawk shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He wants to fight. <laughs> he's from Philly, so he's going to throw ice at you. Careful. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, more or less. But, yeah, it, his, his, his autograph is useless to me now. So that was depressing. That <laughs> happened. That was a thing. Went to uh, Flyers uh, Wives Fight for Lives Carnival once. Got a Briere signed puck. Got a Carter signed puck. Got a um, and uh, one um, one of the games that we went to, 
uh, I spent an hour talking to Bernie Perrant. That was the shit. Bernie Perrant was the shit, dude. <laughs> he reminds me of a uh, Pip. Pip. Yeah, dude. Pip definitely. Uh, is that really a name, Pip? It's something. A name it is not. I mean, they do address in the show that it is a strange name. I'm like, well, thanks for saying that, because I was thinking that right from the get-go. Yeah. Well, what is that short for? It's got to be a nickname. Philip. It's, it's like it's like Skip. Pippernickel. Pip. Uh, I, I, I think the uh, doctor said Philip something, and then... Oh, that's right. Pip. He did say that. Okay. Yep. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know how Pip and... I don't know how you get Pip out of Philip. Philip. Phil. I mean, I guess it's a little, little less weird than lip. Delete some letters. It's kind of a weird nickname. Not for nothing, but I would have went with Phil. Yeah. Just saying. Who knows? He's a drunk. Klugman's a drunk. Maybe he's an early hipster. You know, maybe Phil was too basic for him or something. I don't know. He's a pipster. That's true. Yeah. He's a pipster. He he was a he was a loan shark, I think. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So Klugman, let's do the beginning real quick because. The beginning is the doctor who's like the, I call I call him Doctor Gloom and Doom, because he yeah. <laughs> first one he's like this guy doesn't have long he's gonna die <sighs> anyway let's he, walk away he's from straight him. out of General Hospital yeah. yeah the guy did not give a shit yep. he's like Mash it was Mash yo what was the chick's name in Mash what it was Lan. But it was the last name. What, what was it again? Hot Lips. Yeah, Hot Lips. <laughs> yeah. Major Margaret Houlihan. That's it, Houlihan. Hell yeah, yeah. I I would love a Houlihan job from her. Definitely. Thank you, thank you. Her. <laughs> hope, hope you're proud of that. Yep. Sitting in your chain now. Um. I'll be here all week. You know. Uh, <laughs> try to. <laughs> Oh, what, oh, damn it. I, I almost had the joke, but yep. it, it eluded me. It was fun something watching that go about, off the rails. Something about <laughs> trying the waitress and uh, tip the veal. I don't know. I'm going to let yeah. five seconds of silence go by. Yep. You guys need a soundboard. That's where the cricket sounds go. <laughs> no, I want silence. Oh, no, no. It's, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I, I got something for you. I got something for you. Um Mental illness is no longer hopeless. Act now for prevention and cure. Support your mental health association. I prefer yep. the, the mentally ill need your help, not judgment. Learn how. Brought to you by the makers of Todd Phillips' Joker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that movie. Is that the last Joker that just came out? Yeah. Or, yeah, I didn't watch it. Was it any good? Yep. I liked it a lot, yeah. I have a thing about uh, hair lip. What's uh, um, his name? You're going to love that Wendy Williams clip then. Go look you? that up. Wendy Williams, that dumb bitch that's on TV all the time. Uh, she have a TV show or something? Yeah. She's okay. like doing this thing, like making fun of him. Oh, Jesus. No, she made fun of his hair lip? Yeah. Well, now, see, that's kind of cold. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Yeah, I mean, like he could help it, right? Exactly. Like, 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 you know, he was pretty sure he made more money than she did, but that's fine. That's probably what it is jealousy. Yep. All, bu- all bullies are jealous of you. She's a real bully. 
Yeah. Just, I've, I've seen her show before. It's such a waste of fucking time. But not, but not for nothing. After watching uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, I just can't bring myself to watch someone else attempt to do Joker. I'm well, that's the thing is this is nothing like that. And I, I don't mind them doing things as long as they have a fresh approach. And this is that. Uh, but you have seen this movie before. It, it's an amalgamation of movies you've seen before. But, yeah, it, it's, it is good. Um, Plus, he's not really even Joker in it. Not really. It's no, all like it's just pre, called Joker. Yes, yeah. it's pre-Joker. This is him like learning how he got to be Joker. It's more about a comedian, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, like the trials and tribulations of being a comedian, right? He's uh, kind of. He's not very good at being a comedian, but yeah. he finds a way to be funny. My favorite part well, when he's like watching the comedian. He's like, "Sex equals funny." <laughs> he writes in his notebook. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, doesn't understand. Have you ever thought that when you've been sitting in a comedy club? Like, <laughs> oh, they like these kind of jokes. Maybe I should work that into my act. Can you tell you how many comedians I saw do Uber jokes? Uber and uh, what's the date? Tinder. Like, same fucking jokes. Oh, like, every geez. three guys in a row. Oh, boy. I, what's I, yeah, what's I, that I like if you're, if you're a comedian and, like, the comedian that's on before you is literally doing the same joke and that was all you brought that night? Like, what what does that feel like? I don't even want to know what that feels like. If they did, let's say you write about your life. You write about your observations, not simple things. So it should never happen yeah. to you, really. If you're a good comedian, anyway. Yeah. But I've literally seen four people go up in a row and do the same Tinder and Uber jokes, one after another. It's almost good for you because then you come out and the audience is like, finally, this guy is original. <laughs> and they're like, what's he doing? I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Keeps ranting about Scooby-Doo. I don't know. <laughs> and they're pissed off you're not. Yeah. So we're going to play a clip? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Pip is dying. There he goes. I don't understand you, Maxie. I treat you like a favorite uncle and you double-cross me. He got caught. Kid by the name of George Reynolds placed a bet with you. 300 bucks. The horse doesn't place, and yet somehow the dough never got to me. Pause. 300 bucks. Call us to St. Louis. Go. (laughs) 400. what? You can do 400 calls from Ohio to St. Louis for that price. Wow. He robbed That's... them of, four, of 400 calls, Frank. There's a math nope. we do in the show here, Adam, that one episode, they, th- they kept stressing how much it was for the call. F- it was nick of time, right? He's yeah, in the, nick of time, so William Shatner. Shatner, the, uh, yeah. yeah. He's making okay. a phone call and 75 cents a call from St. Louis to Ohio or Ohio to St. Louis. I forget now. Doesn't but matter. every time they mm-hmm. mention mo- a dollar amount, I do this. The St. Louis phone call re- math. Yeah, gotcha. It's a callback. I forgot to cool. today. It, it, yeah, I, I didn't think about it, Frank. I can't believe it. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I figured I, I I did kind of put you on the spot. Why, Maxie? I'll bite. Why? Because I gave it back. That's why. You're welched on me. Then I had to go out and find the kid and get my dough back. I had to rough him up a little bit because he was stubborn and that was a lot of trouble. Three hundred lousy bucks. Yeah, an awful lot of trouble. If I don't get that dough back, I'm going to go to jail. Don't you understand that, Mr. Moran? I'm going to go to jail. You're tearing me to pieces, kid, right in here. You know what's the matter with you, fella? 
You listen to guys like Max Phillips over there. That was mistake one. Max Phillips never gave anything away in his whole life. All right, am I, Maxie? Very right. A heel with a Robin Hood complex. But thin and short-lived, Georgie Porgy. Remember that the next time somebody tries to hand you something for nothing. Consider the source. Yep, and then the phone rings. Uh-oh. He finds out what? his son is dying. He's, yeah. he's a dying. Great meow. He's going to play the whole episode. Yep, this is Vinny. Open it up. Department of the Army. Now read it to me. No. No. No, I'm all right, Mrs. Feeney. Thank you. Thank you. The clip's a lot better to watch than here. I had to turn it up so you could hear it. My kid is dying. My kid is dying in a, in a place called South Vietnam. Yeah. Predicted the Vietnam War. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, South Vietnam. I, I love the I love Klugman this episode because he starts off like really late. I was just thinking that too. Calm. He's like got a really smooth delivery and yeah. then just kind of transitions from having everything ripped out from the middle of him, and it works. It's a lot like his character in a Passage for Trumpet, where he's just yeah, that's his great. Luck, drinking. Gabriel, yeah, yeah. I just love watching him when when that woman comes in and he's like, you know, I love you, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she leaves and she says something on the way out. I don't remember, but he just gives her a, a look. Well, he doesn't. He does. He gives a look, but not to her. And every other actor in the Twilight Zone, or most of them that we watch, are kind of like, "I am actor Tron. I say lines." You <laughs> know what I mean? Like they're they're good, but they just have the exact same performance. You like, know, another one that we joke about is how many episodes have they done where they've literally done the same apartment room? They just kind of change the furniture around and not very good, and like just kind of change the pictures and flip them out. It's like, wait, how many episodes have been done in this? It's, I'm pretty sure it's the same one that Klugman was in, but they totally ghettoed it up as much as they possibly could for this episode. Definitely, yeah. It's, I, it's a. Sh- I mean, like I really wanted to see Georgie Porgy go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did too. I, I've seen too many episodes of Breaking Bad to not want to see him be thrown out the window. <laughs> I've seen too many episodes of Twilight Zone where people... Right. <laughs> That's what started this podcast, actually. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, there's goodness. no window jumpings. There's nothing. It's just uh, it's really it's just a simple story watching this guy go through these emotions and realizing he probably sh- should have done a better job. Get you in the feels. Uh, it did. It worked. I, I didn't I didn't want it to, but it did. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn it, episode. You're getting me in the feels. You are. Yeah, he does such a good job. The fact that he starts off so calm, like you can tell he's sad, but he's he's calm. He whisper doesn't really whisper, but you know, says everything, kind of downplays everything. So that by the time he starts to like ramp up there throughout the episode, where he starts seeing his son as ten years old, he he has that room to go to where he can like freak out. And the big arc is like, well, one of the major arc is like right right here at this moment, right right after he gets this news. Yeah. Because every episode of Twilight Zone, or most of them, it's it's a guy who starts off okay, calm, actor, robot, and then goes right to fucking crazy, <laughs> lunatic screaming. And it's like, ugh. But Klugman is just like a slow build throughout the whole episode. So perfect. 
It was definitely a slow burn, and this was the biggest change. And then, you know, because because after he finds out that you know his kid's dying, and George, he, he's almost looking like at Georgie Porgy, like his mm-hmm. his kid, like he's looking out for him, Took and that's what got him. They're roughly the same age, yeah. Yeah, and like I, you know, you you could tell. I mean, I think I got that part actually. So um, suddenly he has a change of heart for Georgie Porgy yeah. and uh, gives him the money back. And helps him escape. Stabs right? two guys with a tiny little pocket. Stabs knife. two guys with a steak knife and and catches one in the uh, in the uh, abdomen. Like he gets shot in the abdomen. He gets to hold that way out. Hold that so much the whole rest of the episode too. So Georgie Porgy gets to keep his money. He runs off, and then we never see that guy ever again. He probably got killed right outside. He probably did. Either that or he went down to the horse track race. Like it, in my episode, he probably went and gambled that shit away, too. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> did they say, because I didn't, I, I listened to the episode pretty thoroughly, but where did he get the $300 from? It said he stole it, but they didn't really get specific. That's what they? I got. I got the impression that he stole it from where he worked, hoping that he was going to win. And then, you know, he was going to go to jail if he did not quickly replace that money before it was found that it was before somebody noticed that it was gone. Yeah. At least that's what I was getting out of that. That's what it seemed It was like. a little rushed at that spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like pretty much he was in the loan sharks den pretty much like, like met like Max, you know, uh, Klugman's character. He's, he's not the main loan shark. He's more like the middle guy too the main boss, which I think they did a terrible job of, <laughs> of, you know, getting the main boss. Like the main boss did not come off to me as a guy you want to, you don't want to F with. None of these people are very good at what they do. No. Like for being like primo loan sharks, they're not good at collecting. They're not good at defending. They're good at carrying it through. They're not good at being Even when they beat up Georgie, you look like you run through the meat tenderizer. It looked like he needed to have a couple more black eyes, you know? It was like a little bit of ketchup here. Yep. (laughs) You know, a little bit of black. A little little run out mascara. Yeah, it was not not good. But Klugman had a great line uh, when the goon was reaching into his, uh, you know, jacket, you know? Um, after he calls him 300 bucks and all, um, I, I got that part right here. Um, yeah, here it is. Thought I was proud of. George, you put this back where it came from. Now look, Maxie, I'm sorry about your kid and all, but that don't give me that. No more, no more! 20 years ago, I should have spit right in your eye. 20 years ago, I should have known a little time a man has to raise his son. A little belated honor now, George. You get out of here. Walk as fast as you can. Don't look behind you. If your boy is reaching for a cigarette, you tell him the smoke bothers me. And if he's reaching for anything else, you tell him I'll cut his heart out before he halfway reaches it. And then I'll go to work on you. And he does it. He does everything you said. Yep, yep. Yeah, like, that was a pretty heroic moment right there. I was generally impressed with that that scene, just how that that played out towards the end there. Well, they lull you into like this sense of like because it's everything's whispering, everyone's really quiet, nobody's raising their voice, and all of a sudden it's like chaos, stabbing, stabbing, sh- gunshot, and he just runs out of there. And you're like, oh my god, and the, like a Tarantino movie, just lulls yeah. you to sleep. Everybody just shoots at one, you know, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> I love this episode. I really do. It's it's one of the. It's, unfortunately, it's episode five hundred one. So, one of my favorite season five ones out of the way, which sucks. But there's not a whole lot to look forward to from here, Frank. It sucks. 
Oh no. <laughs> well, season five is a very, it's either amazing or amazingly horrible. <laughs> Isn't that all sci-fi shows though? Once they get to that fifth season, there's all, there's just, there's all this doubt and it's like they bring in the, the B string team to do all the writing. And, uh, you know, Battlestar Galactica suffered from that too, man. Like, like that last season was a very rough. And it Another was, five season TV show. Yeah. And Rod wasn't too involved. I like that he was on no. the set at least in this. They did a whip pan over to him. At least he was now, there. Now was he was he doing Night Gallery at the time, or was that like way after? No, that's way after. Oh, okay, he was gotcha. teach, teaching in Antioch in Ohio, so he was he was back and forth to like record his intros and outros, and he was writing when he's out there. But he wasn't overseeing it like he was the first three seasons, which he, that's it, why you could tell season four is a huge drop off, and season five is. Better than four, but not nearly as good as any other season. He is one to be released from it at that point. He was he was pulling a Seth MacFarlane there. He just did too many episodes. He was just writing so much. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing, but 156 episodes in from 59 to 63, 64 is it's bananas. That's all you do all day long. Is, is that <laughs> you do not? You have time for yeah. nothing else. And plus, yeah. he was the only reason they let him do the show is so he would keep writing for Playhouse 90. So he's doing that show as well. He's writing scripts for them, and just so much at once. And he's plus he's doing Planet of the Apes. He's just doing a ton of shit. By the way, I did find out why season four was an hour. Did did, did we did, did we ever talk about that, Phoenix? Other than nurses being canceled and they wanted to replace it with an hour long show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's it was just a huge mistake. Rod, it's funny because I was listening and this you know Rod originally wrote this show as an hour long, and by the time he got an hour long show, he was like, oh no, we should not do an hour, but he had to. That's why. It, Change in season five, thank Christ, because it's okay. Well, let me ask you guys this: which is worse, doing that or having a, a season with a mid-season break, plus being followed up by a TV show that tells you what you just watched was good? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say the title of it. Oh, I do a review of that show too for the for podcast. That's called The Walking Dead. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so which which is worse, like artificially extending the time of your episodes or? Doing a mid-season break and then having a post-show show. Well, judging by the fact that after that mid-season break, and uh, yeah, that's the last time I ever gave The Walking Dead the time of day. I'd say The Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't mind the mid-season break if it's because most shows I don't watch live anyway. I you know save a bunch and watch them all together. So by the time the second half of the season's out, I'm just finishing up the first half, so really doesn't matter to me. But it's just the hour long episodes are just so much, so much padding in those. Like just the, the padding is where it gets to you. Yeah. Cause the, like those, those types of stories, everything hangs on a hook or a twist. And, and, and if you don't have to pad it and you can hurry up and get to the twist, you got yourselves a fantastic episode. I'm with you on, 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 you know, padding out the episode and making it longer. It, it doesn't work. I well, agree. It's almost easier to write it on a longer episode because you're not worrying about so much pacing or you should be, but they, they weren't. The half hour right. ones, they had the like, th- we have to be here by this point in the story. We have to do this. You, it, it creates a tighter, tighter window. So you have to get a little more creative sometimes, especially if they're writing like uh, something based off a short story or a book. They have to really whittle it down. And, we also live in an age where we marathon everything. Yeah. So we can, we can watch multiple episodes. And if one sucks, you can skip it and move on to the next one. Whereas back then, imagine watching one, waiting an entire week to see the next one. 
and then maybe that one's not one of the so good ones, and it's like an hour long. Yeah, that must have been brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, freaking um, uh, what was the name of it? Uh, Lost. Lost was the champion of that. Yep. Yep. That show was a seasons of padding instead of episodes, parts of episodes. <laughs> Just that's why I refuse to watch it. I like it, but there are there's a whole season of that show that I wish they just didn't do. Like I binge watched Lost, so I'm happy that I did because it it was actually kind of good. But if I had to wait nine years for that, I would have been pissed too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not as harsh on Lost as everybody else, but I also get the complaints. Like they're valid complaints by far, like for sure. Oh, but for sure. I still enjoy it, like most of it. There's one season where they're trapped in a the zoo. Like they're like animal cages for an entire fucking season. Yeah, and then you know, and, and at the end of the one season, somebody turns a freaking you know gear or like like, like a valve, and the uh, and the island just disappears. Yeah, and well, mystery boxes, and then let's yeah, not revisit that ever again. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it's, Definitely got some problems. Lost big problem was they were on at a time uh, where they did 24 episodes per season. And that's why I said I'd rather have The Walking those, those Dead. Those are the long old days. Where yeah. you do 12 episodes, you don't know, throw a break in there, go right ahead. But just 24 episodes for an hour-long series that has mystery like that building, just it has to have padding by the fact that there's 24 episodes. Lost might be the reason why they stopped making uh, seasons as long as they they were they used to be, you know, because that that might be one of the reasons. Like people feel the padding, and like I said, I felt the padding in in uh, Punisher season two. I felt like I was watching the same origin story only again it, it with sucked. a lot of padding. It I'm sucked. Like, yeah, it sucked. It did. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, a Banshee from Cinemax, they did it right. You know, first three seasons were amazing only about eight to nine episodes long and then the last season season four was only six episodes long it was perfect yeah you know when this paced perfectly i don't know if you guys have access to amazon prime but they have a uh, jack ryan series on there that's uh absolutely amazing <laughs> it's really good it's like watching a, a big budget hollywood movie but strong strown out over eight episodes a season I keep getting told to watch that, but I just can't get in the Jack Ryan. No, no money is spared on that one. Like it, it is, it is a, a very high quality. But it, the eight is a nice flow. Like it doesn't drag in, it, at any point. It's constantly moving to the next point. It's got really good pacing. So yeah, eight is not bad if if you got a good pace going. Eight to ten. And then in the opposite vein of that is is a a, a broken mirror. <laughs> Let's do three and wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of that, Frank, real quick, you just reminded me. I have a note here. I got an email a while ago from Greg. Okay. Um, and I completely forgot to read it because I put it in a folder you know, to read later, and then forgot it was there. And I told <laughs> him I'd read him off, read it off on the show. So. Okay. This is about the 2019 Twilight Zone. That's how long ago he sent me this. This is when we were doing our wrap-up and I asked for uh, rankings, remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's see. It says, hey, hello, Phoenix. I hope you had a great summer. Congratulations on tomorrow's release of the 100th, 100th episode of Things Over in Hell. I got to say, you and Frank reignited a flame I lost when I was a kid who missed a lot of school because I'm half-dead half sick waiting for the dogs to finally eat me, even though I never had one. 
There were <laughs> there were a ton of episodes I forget until this timeline, uh, and there's a lot of catching up I got to do. Anyways, I finally got around to seeing all ten episodes of the new Jordan Peele reboot of The Twilight Zone. I got to say it was a mixed bag of decency, virtue virtue signaling, missing the mark, and a lot of disinterest. I can't mm. say the whole season is garbage. I could feel the Twilight Zone vibe, but it feels more like Black Mirror, but with that Twilight Zone curveball. The political the political messages did really hurt because it's too oversaturated and really didn't feel uh, original with this message they tried to put out for those episodes. Um, then he put some rankings here. Uh, there's a lot more that I could say, but I'll just put my rankings on episodes and my personal rating is from zero to four. Zero is an F, four is an A. So he gave Nightmare at 30,000 feet a two. He wrote Man of Blurry, two. Blue Gun with Scorpion, two. Comedian Death Note, two. Sketchy Travel Man, one. All Man Bad, one. Freedom with Six Degrees, one. Uh, Repo Play, zero. Kid Wonder, zero. Origin to point zero. And he said the total is 1.1, a.k.a. AKA a D, as in D's nuts. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That sounds rough, man. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm going to waste my time with that. Yeah. This is the second time they tried to reboot Twilight Zone. Remember when they tried to do it in the 80s? Or was it the early 90s? This yeah. is the fourth early... iteration of it. Fourth? Yeah, the, the yeah, 80s, and then you had the early 90s, right? And then you had no. the Forrest Whitaker 2001, and then... I forgot about the Forrest Whitaker. 60s, now. 80s, okay. 2001, and then now. Okay. That's why. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I forgot that Uh-oh. was even the thing. <laughs> the the Forrest Whitaker one is by far the worst. Oh, it's. Do you remember that show? I brought it up before, Frank. But Adam, do you remember Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction? Yes, I do remember yeah. that. I, I watched some of those. Yeah, kind of liked some of it. It's yeah, it's it's semi enjoyable, but that's the vibe you get from that uh, oh, Forrest Whitaker one where no, it seems yeah, so cheap. Yeah, that doesn't cheap. belong with Twilight Zone no, at all, it, dude. It was like, uh-uh. they spent no money on it. Okay, and it yeah. just looked garbage, and it wasn't fun. Uh, B actors, they couldn't get anybody that was actually good on the 2001 version. I'm sure there's right. some in there, but most of it's just like these unknown actors who do nothing. Like those types of shows were big in the early 2000s, and I was okay with some of those as long as it's like I knew all of it was BS, but as long as it was entertaining BS, I would endure it. Yeah. You know? All the action sequences in those shows remind me of like dramatic reenactments during like, yes. A, uh, like true crime type stuff. Yeah. yeah, where it's like slow motion when it doesn't have yeah. violent action. It's like it's over exaggerated, and somebody yeah. went in their big break ah! by saying two or three lines in a in a you know reenactment episode of something. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to get to the '80s and the 2000s because you know we're this is the last season that we're that's for the original Twilight Zone. And then we got the movie, and then we're going to the '80s. So you're gonna do the whole kid and caboodle, the whole thing. There's a lot of episodes. Nice. Um, I don't know who. Has anybody, Frank, do you know if anybody's done the 80s and 2000s? I think Tom Elliott touched on the 80s on like a side podcast, but I don't think he's going through them like at any sort of rate. Uh, if you're a patron subscriber of Tom Elliott, you get a lot more of different, very, um, you know, uh, he'll, he'll touch on like Night Gallery, the 80s here and there. Yeah. But I don't um, think he's doing no. it as a show, right? It's just like every once, every once a month he'll throw up an episode, right? Yeah, no, I think that uh, if anybody's going to do it before we get to it, it would be the Twilight Pone. Oh, they're done. 100%? Yeah, they're, they haven't done an episode in over about a year now, almost a year. 
Has it been really? Yeah. Mm. It was last year. No, no, no. They they did the new. Um, they did all the new uh, uh, Twilight Zones. That was a year ago, Frank. Oh shit. Yeah, and they haven't done it since then. So is it about time for to for us to find out whether Peel just trolled the shit out of us or not? When does that new uh, season come out? I wonder if they have a date on there. Um, because because he, we have a, a prediction. Either Peel trolled the hell out of everybody and season two is going to be amazing because, you know, his writer went with Rod back to the Twilight Zone to teach her how to write a Twilight Zone episode. That's literally what Ooh. happens on screen. Yeah. What is going on in these writing rooms nowadays, man? What is even going on? Like, I, it just, are they just are they just like doing that crap like they do on the, these office shows where they throw a tennis ball at somebody and then they have to come up with something and then throw the tennis ball back at somebody else and then yeah. they just write these things down and go to lunch at Chili's or what? I, I just I'm confused at how these shows are, are written so insanely bad like like they are. Dartboard man, Frank, I didn't mean to cut you off there. You're doing the or. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you you were saying it. Basically, what you're getting at was. Is Jordan Peele trolling everybody by saying, ha ha, I wrote some shitty episodes just so, and then Rod certainly literally takes the writer and takes her in the Twilight Zone in the last episode. So we're kind of wondering, like, is that a fuck you to us? Like, for, we're not really doing stories like this. Now we're going to come back with these, these great stories like the Twilight Zone. Because the new season felt nothing, like, a lot of it didn't feel like anything like the Twilight Zone. It was all. Yeah, I heard it was rough, man. I call it Twitter, uh, Twitter Zone. Because it feels like oh, no, someone, that someone, that kind some, of stuff, okay. some left wing Twitter feed, political messaging. Yeah, I mean, I call I, it the uh, social justice warrior zone. Yeah, dude, I am so tired of watching everything that I ever gave it, even remotely a care about, be just engulfed by that stuff. I, I, I think it's going, it's finally starting to turn around. Ghostbusters. But after a, a couple of years of just watching all of that, just get. Just murder everything. It's like I'm numb to it. I, I don't even feel anything. It's like, what are you going to butcher next? Battlestar Galactica? Fine. You've done everything else now at this point. Go well, ahead. I don't care anymore. They destroyed Star Wars. They absolutely did. Yeah, we, we did a whole podcast about Star Wars this morning. Yeah, just we, talking about how it's now The Rise of Skywalker is the worst rated Star Wars movie of all time. I haven't seen it yet, so careful. I stopped. I didn't. I didn't see it, so I have nothing to spoil. I did okay. not see it. I just voluntarily was not interested in it at all. But we we just talked about the ranking, and that was it. Me, me and my good friend uh, and uh, Game of Thrones uh, junkie uh, partner in crime, uh, Don Willie, uh, we did a a, a a way off topic radio uh, episode called. Um, it was called uh, the uh, what was it the. It was the last Jedi, but we call it the least Jedi. <laughs> least Jedi. <laughs> and uh, and and the end Mad of that, I, I called I, it the last Star Wars movie. Like in the theater at the end, I literally threw my bag of popcorn at the screen and said, "Fuck you." I just, I just left with a big headache. I had to process what I saw, man, because I've never been bored watching a Star Wars movie until that moment. Ever, like I always, even the even the really bad ones, like like Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, like I always, there was always at least one or two moments that kept me invested. I wasn't like bored or checking out or staring at my watch or any of that kind of stuff. But 
yeah, Last Jedi, I'm like, what am I even watching right now? Why do I care about any of these people? What is happening? I'm confused. This The trailer does not... What I'm watching and the trailer are not the same thing, okay? This is not right, okay? When, when they come cutting back to Leia on that ship trying to get away, I like an hour in the movie, I go, they're still doing this? <laughs> and I didn't realize that if only I'd known that was the movie, them slowly <laughs> getting out of range and, and failing. And I was like, no, wait, this is the entire plot. Oh, fuck that. Dude, and I just, I, 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 I just don't want to give it away for, okay. So, uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's do our, we're about, uh, is the shit. we're at about an hour. <laughs> Uh, what's this? Because there's not a whole lot of plot to go over. He meets this kid. He's not really there. His kid has to leave. Yeah. They have a cool yeah. scene where they chase Bill, him around the mirror. His kid is now ten years old, and it's it's Bill. It's Billy Money, isn't that Billy Money or Will, Bill Moomy? Bill Moomy. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and he's like seven or eight. His triumphant return, Bill Moomy, the guy that will wish you into cornfield if you don't agree with him. You know? You're a bad man. You're a very yeah. bad man. He said oh, in the commentary kid. that he still does that to people in his head. I'm like, oh god, he's in love with this. This, this Bill Mooney is still like banking, like, like, dude, he he's still like traveling around at, to to conventions and everything. And well, God uh, bless him for doing that. Yeah, because he, he was he was great. He was better in Twilight Zone than he was in Lost in Space. I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch the 2000 versions because they they made it's still a good life, where they bring everybody back. Yeah, and Moomy's in that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and Cloris Leachman's uh, his mom in the original episode. She's back. That woman's it's still like alive. Spiritual sequel. <laughs> she's eternal. I, but. Like, like actually, like, like you know, Phoenix. Uh, uh, describe the plot to that because I was, at, I'm actually interested it because it was an interesting twist on that plot. To be honest with you, for what? It's still a good life. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, you never seen it? No. So as yeah. I, I said, it's gonna be interesting for us to get there. I'm excited. I, I've yet to see it. I didn't even know about it till I listened to the commentary and Bill movie was talking about it. And I'm like, oh shit, something one episode to look forward to in the 2000s version. Great. <laughs> That's so, the fun thing about Twilight Zone is there's so many of them. It's easy to overlook one and try to remember where what season it came from or, or what it was about. It's great. Yeah. And unfortunately, and if it's memorable. Is, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I, I just want to say the biggest thing to take away from the original Twilight Zone is it's still relevant to 2020. In the year 2020, you can watch almost every episode and still apply it to today's, you know, like, you know, everyday life and learn something from it. Because, I mean, right down to, um, uh, Phoenix, um, that's, uh, Thank you. De- de- uh, Deaths had revisited. I think, and Phoenix also agrees. I think Deaths had revisited should be shown in every history class. What middle school, maybe? Yeah, I think that's about the time you learn about World War Two. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it should be taught or shown, and then talked about on why it's relevant, and you know, and and then and then Rod sums it up perfectly at the end on why. Mm-hmm. And it still works. This is the line where he says in the, I think it's in the closing where he's like, I don't remember the context or the, the, the surrounding part of it, but he's like, all because some men wanted to tr- turn the world into a graveyard. I love that fucking line. Like, oh, yes. It's like perfect writing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah I, I would say that was one of, some of Rod's best writing was that episode. Yeah, he's definitely a writer's writer for oh, yeah. sure. Love definitely. it. Not a comedy writer, but a writer's writer. Oh, he tried. He tried. He tried. He tried. It's like that people on American Idol that think they can sing. <laughs> Just keep going. They keep going. <laughs> yeah, God, it, God bless you for trying. It, it was funny. Like one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, uh, Joe Scott on uh, Answers with Joe. He was he was like you know I kind of fell off of the network television thing so I'm just scrolling around I mean you know that whole American Idol thing singing has to be dead by now oh my God there's so many <laughs> yeah it was just a funny skit there's tons of them so Bill Mooney shows up he's ten years so now Pip is ten years old again they're at the carnival he's like wandering around at the carnival he breaks in there and he's 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 shot he's bleeding out so he's he's, he's got that going on. And then he says, uh, God, just give me one more hour with my son or like, like, uh, just, just want one more chance to talk to him, you know? And he's all of a sudden he sees Bill Moomy running down the street, Pip, what? And he runs down there and he's like, Hey dad, I was waiting for you. You know? And he's like, Pip, you're like 10 years younger again, or, or like, you're like 10 years old again, you know? And, and they've, go on this big, they do all the carnival stuff, you know, they, cotton they, candy, shoots a duck, cotton candy, riding the Ferris wheel. There's a, <laughs> a little mini montage going on there. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then they go, somebody the, else take over from here. <laughs> <laughs> then they go into the, the hall of, you know, the hall of mirrors, whatever you want to call it. House of mirrors. And those things always freak me out. dude. It, I love yeah, that. Cause part. I see my big head like everywhere <laughs> yeah. and I just, I need to get out of here cause my head's huge. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> ah, oh, it's me. Ah, oh, it's me. They're, they're in the House of Mirrors, which was done recently in that It movie, that It Chapter 2. They had a, a House of Mirrors scene. It was in the trailer, so it's oh, not yeah. spoiling anything. But, but, like, yeah, but no. like back then, just imagine how hard that must have been to shoot because the oh, camera. Yeah. And, oh, my God. They did such a good job in there. It looks, it looks so cool. Yeah. Phoenix, who was the uh, director of uh, this one? That would be Joseph Newman. Was this the only one he did? or No, I think he did a bunch of them. Um, did, I'll take a look here. Someone want to wrap up Ty Bo in this plot while I'm looking? Okay, yeah. So so he, he he's uh, spending time with him, and then he's like, Dad, I have to go, you know, I, I and my hour is up. Now, what I failed to mention was, you know, at the very beginning of the episode, you know, we see Pip, older Pip, in, in, a, in a hospital somewhere in South Vietnam, we assume, okay, and... Uh, the the doctors are working on him. He's been shot, okay. And he says, "Well, he's if he doesn't make it by the end of the hour, he's not going to make it at all." Yeah. You know, with our our wonderful uh, doctor with the the mash unit bedside manner uh, mm-hmm. that we mentioned before, that guy. So he says, "My hour is almost up." So we assume that that Pip isn't going to make it, and somehow he's managed to become young again and actually spend time with his dad, who obviously. Did not spend time with him being a, a loan shark and or Shylock or whatever you want to call Jack Klugman. He's he's he wants to do he wants a do over. He's that's what the whole he, he wants to have a do over. All right, says so he's got to leave, and then all of a sudden he's gone, and then he he, he prays. He's like, you can't go, you can't go, and then then he he says, God, just just give me one chance to trade places, take take me instead of him. 
Yeah, take me instead of him, and then he just kind of falls down, and the leaves kind of blow over the top of him. It's an awesome scene. I just love the way it was shot and edited and everything. Uh, immediately, and, like Klugman killed it too. I mean, you know, I, I, and I have it right here too. It's it's next next scene that we see. We see Pip uh, limping. It's it's light time. You know, he's back at the carnival again. He's by himself, and he he's. He's doing the the thing with the BB gun like he did with his dad. You know, he's like he says he can't uh, try to remember what he says. Uh, can I keep my jaw still or something like that to that effect? I was trying to. It's just something that he said that yeah, only his dad would remember. So, well, uh, yeah. So yeah, they they somehow traded lives at that point. Well, I I, I don't want to interrupt you because you're doing a good job, but I just want to say you know great great catch there with the doctor saying he's got an hour to live and everything. And that's what he gets. I personally didn't catch on to that. I, I, neither did I. So, yeah, so that, that's why I clapped because yeah. great, great catch there, brother. Great catch. Oh, thanks man. Um, Music terrible explaining things. No, you did great <laughs> right it there. Was, it was really good. Cause I did not catch that at all. And I've seen this episode numerous, 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 I don't remember this one, man. I, I remember Jack Klugman. It, it, that's the problem is that Jack Klugman's been in so many episodes. I can't just go by who's in the show. It's like, oh, well, he did like a handful of them. So could be the one with the trumpet, could be the one with something else. You know, I don't really know at this point. The so. game of pool is better than this episode. The pool one is really cool. That's yeah, a that, fucking that, solid that, script. Yeah. It's, it's literally 20 minutes of, you know. It's the hustler. Yeah. It is. It's, it's the hustler. It's a small yeah. version of the hustler. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's a. Uh, that's such best. a solid script. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, Klugman kills it with this line um, about you know, take me and not him. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, let's hear see. that. It's a shame he didn't go farther, man, because it's like he did this, then he did Quincy, which uh, he, you know, eighties eighties TV. We were you know just everything like entertained us anything i'm sorry i'm interrupting the sound clip yeah <laughs> and, and and not for nothing how many coroners go out there and solve crimes all of them uh all of them now <laughs> yeah a csi house yeah. uh <laughs> law and order svu <laughs> oh, i'm kidding well i mean i can see house doing it because you know i didn't think I, I was a real big fan of quincy i was a big fan of the odd couple but that, that's a neil simon play turned into a sitcom well, that just kind of worked 12 angry men klugman Oh God! Now there's a movie I could. We could do a whole episode. Oh on yeah, Kobe. I love that and fucking movie. I love that movie. I, would I have be... the Criterion collection of that one right behind me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, friends. Yeah. You want to go ahead and play I that would, clip? I would be honored to do that episode with you. Probably, probably. Yeah, call me up. I'll be there. Uh, just, just tell me when. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have the uh, clip of uh, Klugman uh, Ray, Ray at the end, right before he, uh, you know, dies, and he actually. He actually died pretty well for, uh, you know, in early 60s. Well, that was the only part that confused me is when he's running around with his kid. It's like he's not hurt at all. You know, it's like at this point, that kid should be covered with blood. You know what I mean? Just blood everywhere. (laughs) They've been running around for about a good hour, you know, and it's like, you know, theoretically should bled out a long time ago. So I'm thinking, is he in a hospital bed dreaming this? He's in the Twilight Zone. It's Twilight Zone. It doesn't really matter, and and that that's that's the, the important thing was that he he felt the 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 sacrifice. Could have been you know what I mean? All up here. The, the, the love, yeah. The love, the love conquers all is is what what comes with that. But but yeah. So you know he he's suddenly injured again after Billy Mummy disappears. So that that was kind of strange. 
But and it was, as we all learned from Harvey Keitel in Reservoir Dogs, it's just a gut shot. I mean, you know, you're not going to die. You know, you're going to hurt, going to hurt real bad. But you know, you're not going to die instantly. You eventually will, but you know, it's it's a. But those dudes committed to the wound, man, because they they spend that whole movie sliding around in caro syrup, man. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Aside from the knee and the groin, it's the most painful Harry, shot I can get shot. Harry, I'm fucking dying you, Harry. <laughs> I don't want to get into the... No, no, don't bring up, don't bring up Reservoir Dogs around him. Play the clip. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe afterwards we'll, re- we'll revisit this, and I want to see what you have to say, okay? I just want to see what your thoughts are but yeah okay because <laughs> Phoenix knows exactly where I'm about to go hey God hey God I'll make a deal with you I give you I give you the sodden carcass of a of an aging weak idiot. I give you me. All you have to give back is Pip. He's gone. I'll take my boy. Please. What I think happened is he's running around this place or walking around the the fair. You know, it's empty, but he's seeing all this shit because if you track his emotional moment and you cut out the part where he sees Pip, it follows perfectly because he shows right. up there when and he then first he sees dying. when he first sees Pip at ten years old, he just lifts him up and bounces him. Yeah. Like, did, did that gunshot wound just kind of go away there above? Or you know, yeah, it, well, it's it's he's in the twilight zone. It's in his head. Yeah. It is. It's just just probably an illusion. Like I said, if you just remove that, though, it just tracks and he just dies right after that, which makes perfect sense. So, uh, flawless. It was perfect. It was perfect. It's like a pause in time. So, it's like he got his wish. He got to spend time with his son, even though it was a a short amount of time. And he he, he wanted to, you know, uh, give the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate gift. Trade you. Indeed. He spent an hour in the Twilight Zone. And Joseph Newman directed four episodes. This is his first one. And then he did three episodes that aren't very good, which are Last Night of a Jockey, uh, oh. Black Leather Jackets. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's a great one. Great one. Earl Hammy wrote it. <laughs> and then The Bewitching Pool. Oh, my God. Right? Poor guy. Another got... Earl Hammy classic. <laughs> yeah. He got the <laughs> shit in the stick with drawn episodes, except for this one. So since I recently watched a bunch of Twilight Zones and I can remember the Jack Klugman episodes pretty clear, this one, just which one's the best? This one, the Pool Hall episode. I don't remember the name, so I apologize, guys. I I just remember the episodes. The Pool Hall episode. It's called a... Or or the... Yeah, the Angel Gabriel one. Uh, Yeah, which which one of these? And Death Ship. He's He's in Death Ship as well. Okay, that's that's the one I don't. Re- I, I probably did not see yeah. that one on break. So, but yeah. So out out of those He's, four, then, dude, definitely do yourself a favor and go watch Death, Death Ship because he's hysterical. <laughs> Well, he's an hysterical guy anyway. I, yeah. I, 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 I love, like I said, I loved him in The Odd Couple, man. Those, he was great in that. Those it's weird just, rubber it, suit. He's chairs. a good serious actor. I, I hated to see him be reduced to comedy. 
I, you know? Yeah, but whatever the man does, he gives a hundred and ten percent. And absolutely, oh yeah, and it's impossible to do that. I'm gonna go with a uh, game of pool is my favorite of his though. Yeah, hundred percent game. Uh, uh, yeah, a game a game of pool. Klugman was the best Klugman Klugman could be. This one's very think, similar to uh, Passage for Trumpet though. Same kind of alcoholic character. Yeah, and, the, the the trumpet one w- would be my choice out of those. That's only different because like, he tries to kill himself in that episode, and his redemption yes. is learning not to kill himself. This one is like, oh, so he's like the same kind of character, same learning the same kind of lesson. And in, in, inverting, it. yeah, inverting the outcome. Yeah, yeah. that episode's a. Uh, I like the same thing. I like the cinematography in that episode because they had that trick thing where he walks up to the to the theater and he walks over and he's trying to like do this in front of the mirror like, oh, I can't see my own reflection. But what they did was they had uh, a twin of the actor over here and built another set so it looks like a mirror. It's fucking, I love that shit. I love the, the kind of practical effects where it's, it works so well. Practical effects and timing w- yeah. w- was 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 paramount too because it's like like in this particular episode when the lights start coming on at the carnival and the music kicks in and you just you it ma- it makes you feel like a kid again just hearing that if you've ever been to a carnival in your entire life yeah. and it works it does it it brings out that that child wonderment out of you and, and not for nothing it must have taken a hundred electricians to make that happen <laughs> oh Frank. <laughs> or, or a lot of Phillips Hue bulbs, am I right? <laughs> right, definitely. Dude, there was Hues everywhere. <laughs> All right, Adam, uh, where can people find you at? RaidersLostFlicks.com is the best place. Uh, I do have an active Facebook group. Raiders of Lost Flicks is where I talk about bad movies. I also talk about new movies. All the focus on the movies and uh, humor as well, because that's what I like to do. But yeah, on YouTube, Raiders of Lost Flicks. Uh, but if you go to my website, that's my hub to like all of my social media and all that good stuff. Definitely go check it out. It was a lot of fun being in your show. Can't wait to do it again. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we'll be doing a, a watch party for uh, Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death this weekend. So make sure you join us for that. And that will be the 25th, right? 23rd. 23rd, or, right? Did I get Thursday? that wrong? Yeah, I think that is the 25th. You're right. 25th yeah, 25th. is Saturday. The days are starting to blur together for me now. But yeah, that is this Saturday. All right, perfect. Uh, yeah, check them out. Live streaming, a lot of fun. Um, Frank, where can people listen to you or find you? Hey, it's easy. Just go to reddragonsradio.com and uh, you'll find all my good stuff there. Go to the indiesportscarpodcast.com for uh, all the... All the uh, you know, silly season action before the the you know the you know the season starts, and uh, also we're we're starting a way off topic, new uh, kind of a thing with it where you know go on to YouTube, search way off topic radio, and uh, you'll get to see us uh, stream how we uh, record the podcast, and um, you know. Come check that out. It's a lot of fun to watch how, watch us uh, do it. And, uh, you know, we, I mean, there's a good delay on it, so it's not like a stream or anything. But, um, you know, we do interact here and there, and it's uh, it's always good to interact with listeners here and there. And uh, so, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, there you go. I, yeah, it shows a lot of fun as well. Check that out. Um I would say LIWstudios.com, LIWstudios.com. Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. And I just want to remind people, go rate us five stars and review on iTunes to enter for the drawing for the entire series Blu-ray for Twilight Zone. Like I said, we're going to draw one lucky, lucky fan. Could be Adam here. 
and uh, I'll be we'll, a dream come true. We'll pick that out and uh, send it out to you early February. Um, we haven't announced the date yet, but that's why you got to hurry. Sometime in do February. Have, do you have the uh, four or five stars uh, reviews up? Do like the names so yeah. we can shout I, them out. I got screenshots. We'll do it. We'll do it on that episode. We're really okay. Fair um, we'll take some time but, off for that. Right on. So definitely, it's got to be iTunes. I don't care if, if you rate it five stars and just say, you know, Frank's head's huge, Phoenix is sexy, but you know what? The show sucks. I don't care if you say that. As long as it's five stars. That's yeah, all. That's, that's it. All, that's all we want. You don't have to mean it. Yeah. It's oh, like saying I'll, I love also, you to your wife every day. You just do it. Just say it. Yeah. Just whatever. Also, Throw it out you there. have to follow us on Twitter. No, I just put that in there. But, you know, I did write that on Twitter. What's the, what's the Twitter? Twitter, so you might as well follow. But that's not a requirement, really. And that's LIW the <laughs> TZ Review on Twitter. LIW yep. Studios on Twitter. I'm Phoenix West. Frank Links Double L N K Z. Yep. Adam, I'm not. I don't know. Yours off the top of my head. <laughs> RaidersOfLostFlicks.com. That's the whole thing. Is your Twitter handle feed? Oh, yeah. my Twitter handle. My Twitter. Oh, you want Twitter handle? How the, hell did, uh, how the hell did Twitter <laughs> lets you get Raiders? Uh, Raiders <laughs> underscore OTLF. Okay, you just search Raiders Lost Flicks as well. Yeah, or that. That's that's how I found you. So um, cool. Or or go to our Twitter and it will be easy to find his Twitter. You just click on it and hit follow. And you know, Twitter's that simple. We're giving people a yep. lot of instructions. Do that. All those things, all of them in a row. Make a list. Do that shit. Yep. And what's, uh, what's next to, week, Frank? Uh, do Rod's outro? Yeah, do Rod's outro, then we'll say bye. Well, he has it next week, finally, again. Nice. Okay, let's, let's see the next week. He went back to it. Very little comment here, save for this small aside, that the ties of flesh are deep and strong, that the capacity to love is a vital, rich, and all-consuming function of the human animal, and that you can find ability and sacrifice and love wherever you may seek it out. Down the block, in the heart, or in the twilight zone. And what's next and, week, Frank? And now, Mr. Serling. Next on Twilight Zone, we dabble into the manly arts with a show called Steel, written especially for us by Richard Matheson. This one isn't just for prize-fighting buffs, because the story is above and beyond anything remotely involving the Marcus of Queensbury. Rather, it's a tender, touching, and tough analysis of some very bizarre people. Lee Marvin and Joe Mantell take a walk in the Twilight Zone, next in Steel. All right. He had me at Lee Marvin. Yeah, we'll be <laughs> back Lee for Marvin. Steel yeah. with a drunkard Lee Marvin. Until next time, and, in the meantime, I'm and, Phoenix West. And don't miss... The poster for Steel coming out soon, right, Phoenix? Oh, yeah. What wasn't that poster that you made of Steel? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm Frank Links. <laughs> just, just let me, just, just let me just stew in my <laughs> and then sink into it like quicksand. That's the longest, most awkward pause ever. Right? <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they're going to think my video is frozen because it's standing perfectly still. <laughs> it's a classic deer in the headlights, man. That was great. All right, bye-bye. That was fun, guys. That was. That was a good time.